Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hello, Aleros. I'm going to attempt to do what Rachel does because it's just me today. Yo! Yeah, I'm going to leave that to her next time. It's May 25th, and we're about a week out exactly when Fast X came out. So I thought we'd talk about Fast X in my episode of... Pesante Picks. Today's pick is about more. Let's start back at the beginning, shall we? Los Angeles, 2001. Humble roots, local kids, street racers who became hijackers. Graduated to high-speed smuggling. Mobile jailbreaks. Train robbers. If it could be done in a car, they did it. If it violates the laws of God and gravity... It's faster. It's... They did it twice. Furiouser. It's... Familiar. And you know what it's about? Uh, it doesn't matter. The Fast and Furious franchise continues to be a global phenomenon. Fast X is the latest movie in the franchise, and apparently it's a part one to a three-part finale. Yes, this movie is still a juggernaut to this very day, no matter how nonsensical it is. The success of Fast and Furious franchise is really international, specifically China. Uh, they love these movies. Um, the most successful one being Fast 7. It was the final film with Paul Walker. Even I went to the movies to see that. I actually haven't been to a Fast film since Fast 7. But Fast X, I got a free screen in. I went Rachel, Black Rose, Alana Johnson. And we actually did have a great time, but probably not for the right reasons. A lot of laughter. These car stunts are so absurd, but... We all know when we go in to see these movies, that is what we are expecting now. But I got to say, the last Fast film that I really genuinely enjoyed was probably Fast 6. Ride or die. Really, Fast 5 was probably my favorite. went from Mission Impossible to Mission and Freak Insanity. They drag a whole tank through a, a city with two cars. And I think once that happened, the stunts went bigger. I'm talking about taking a car into space to swinging a car with a vine. It's just gotten to a point where the car stunts no longer feel real anymore. And I still think that's important to audience. That's why I like Tom Cruise movies. Because if Tom Cruise is going to fly off into space in a car, he'll do that shit. So Fast X, it's just a puzzle of nonsensical action. I feel like every time someone was about to do something, they got into a fist fight for no apparent reason. Charlize Theron and Michelle Rodriguez, they're both trying to escape a prison and they just get into a fight. Why? It doesn't matter. Ludacris and Tyrese, they need to get this special code from Pete Davidson. Yeah, I know, that's random. And then they just get into a random fight. It just doesn't make any sense at this point where every scene we're getting into, everyone's got to get into some kind of ridiculous fist fight. Like what I really love about movies 
is that you have maybe like two or three big set pieces and then you have an engaging story that rationalizes these series of events. Let's talk about the cast. Jason Momoa. I got eyes on Uncle Muscle and the kid. Hi everybody, remember the plan? Contain and kidnap, thank you. No, no guns, alive. At least for a while. He's the antagonist of the film. His father was the antagonist in Fast Five Family. John Cena is back, and he was the villain in Fast Nine. He plays Toretto's brother. Family, 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 family. Listen, just because people are related doesn't mean it's a story about family. The Godfather is about family. So let's talk about Jason Momoa. I actually think he was the best thing of this whole movie. He was just having fun being absolutely ridiculous he was very flamboyant like I, I think they were teetering that he was sexually fluid in the film I think this was probably one of the best Joker impersonations I've ever seen in my life moving to the sneakabout <laughs> you guys are going to hell I think Jason M Momoa makes a great villain and he was like, if you want to call Vin Diesel Batman, then I, I tell you, Jason Momoa was the Joker in this movie. But his presence really did pull away from Vin Diesel. And it really did expose Vin Diesel for what he really is right now. He's just like a stiff actor. Vin Diesel is 55 years old. So he's doing push-ups between every scene. And he's trying to hold these... These, like he's trying to hold his posture so he still looks buff. And that's all you see. So you don't really see any kind of real performance from him anymore. Like I used to love Vin Diesel. He was a great, his first film, if you ever want to see a good Vin Diesel film, was his first short film called Multifacial. You could probably find it on YouTube right now. I take you to the movies, nice restaurants. I'm treating this girl kind of special, right? Any, I'm meeting her family, she's meeting my family. I'm about to let her start hanging out with the fellas, which as you know, is something you don't do, it's a big no-no. Anyhow, one night we go out, right? I picked her up, we go to this restaurant, some restaurant in the village, right? Some Italian place. So what happens? I'm sitting down eating with my girl, and some guy walks in, a real pretty boy, and sits down at the table behind me, right? I mean, come on, you don't do it. What's this guy, kidding me or what? Can you believe that motherfucker? So I like took, because my girl's like looking at him, right? So I turn around, and he's reading the menu. I mean, come on, what am I, stupid? What are you reading the menu with me turning around? I get up, I go over to him, I'm like, hey, you got a fucking problem? You looking at my girl? I smack him in the head. And actually, my film, uh, Playing Sam, was very much inspired by that short film that Vin Diesel did. He was a racially ambiguous actor who was having a hard time booking roles. It's a great film. It's what got uh, Steven Spielberg's attention and what got him his role in Saving Private Ryan. I do like how some of the actors, particularly Tyrese, uh, you know, Ludacris, even, you know, even like John Cena, they all kind of, you, you almost feel like they're kind of winking at the camera and they're just like, we know this is ridiculous. You guys are not insulting my intelligence. Fine. Let's get on this ride and let's, let's do this. But I think the biggest issue is that everybody's in on this joke, but the one person that matters, and that's Vin Diesel. He still thinks he's this big macho action star from the 90s. I think our modern action star 
is that person that has vulnerabilities who will kind of doubt themselves before they jump off that plane. I think that Tom Cruise did that really well in Ghost Protocol. When he was hanging off that building in Dubai, he looked at Jeremy Piven and he's like, What floor is it on? Oh, 130. 130. Pressure sensitive. Not enough time. Elevator shaft. Infrared sensors. Not enough time. How am I supposed to do this? I'm going to do what? And then he did it and he barely made it. And I really love that. I really love the modern action star. There are people that look before they leap and they go, get the fuck out of here. I'm not doing that. Vin Diesel, he's just stiff. He kind of does this little pucker thing with his mouth. Black Rose said the funniest thing. He goes, yo, why, does, why do you have anal lips? <laughs> he was doing this little thing where he tightens his lips now. John Cena. I almost feel like the person that directed this movie did not see the last film. What was confusing to me was that you had John Cena's character in Fast 9. He was this big bad villain, you know, the brother of Vin Diesel who was out for some kind of stupid revenge. But then in this film, he's an absolute clown. Now, granted, I do enjoy John Cena's humor. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Okay, uh, song lyrics, stub toes, and tan and cars. <laughs> But that was not the same character in the film before. The ongoing trend is that there's a villain, they defeat the villain, and then the villain becomes a family member, and he shows up to the barbecue with a fucking corona in the next film. And I'm like, did y'all forget the shit these people did? The people they killed? It's, it's, just, it's, it's just things that is hard for me to ignore. Tyrese and Ludacris. Listen, I've actually enjoyed them in these films, but at this point... They're not even, like, being used like real characters anymore. They're kind of like Anthony Mackie in these Marvel films. They're just there to say, you know, those black guy lines. Oh, man! He got a turn! Oh, damn! Whoa! Oh, my God! Hey, yo! Look out, man! That was close! That, that's all they're there for. <laughs> I'm gonna give Fast X two Yankee fitteds. No, no, I'll give it three. I'm gonna give Jason Momoa his own Yankee fitted because he was actually pretty great in this film. He had a good time. He brought so much like humor to the film and so much uh, charisma that I was just relieved that they brought someone a little different to the table and actually just gave, you know, the villain some kind of like real, um, I don't know, presence, you know? I was actually rooting for him more than Vin Diesel. That's my Passante pick. Also with a $300 million budget, you couldn't put Rita Moreno on the car? She couldn't do like a little wheelie or something? 